so beautiful. I can do any sport. Except for combat sports. With my captor, it's a bit dangerous. 14-year-old Mark leads a normal teenage life, but he's living with barely any intestines due to a rare disease. When I was little, I used to say to myself, I'm not human, I'm a kind of cyborg. I fell two or three times when I was in town. People thought I'd fallen because I had too much to drink. Joelle is married, has a kid, and works as a social worker. I suffer from multiple sclerosis. I have adenomyosis, endometriosis. All those disabilities are real, real pain. I have lupus, I have Hashimoto's disease. I really take all the boxes. More than a fifth of the French population is disabled. And for 80% of people, it doesn't show. To discuss it or not is a delicate choice, given that disability is the leading cause of discrimination in France. Watch your eyes, I'm turning on the light. Come on, wake up. Come on, you gotta wake up. That's the temperature kiss. It helps me figure out if he has a high temperature or not in the morning. Wake up, baby. I need to take off your drip. Sit up. Now I'm preparing the sterilized instruments so I can get him off the trip. It's a very technical process. We're trained in the hospital so that we can come home with our child. We're very lucky we're in France because not all countries have this system. Some patients spend their whole lives in the hospital. If I'm not careful, he could end up with sepsis, which is life-threatening. Mark was operated on when he was just two days old and again a week later. Afterwards, the diagnosis was made, a rare form of Hirschsprung's disease. The white pouch is filled with his nutrition formula. It contains fats, hence the white color. And there's water, too, that he needs for the day. He has a catheter in his skin here that goes straight to his heart, and then it's distributed throughout his body to feed all of his organs, even his brain. <laughs> Valerie had to leave her job in order to become a full-time carer for her son. Every morning is a bit complicated because you don't know what you're going to find in the bed. We don't know what state Mark's going to be in, if I didn't hear him call me during the night, for example, or if there's been a problem or something. She heads the Life by a Thread organization, which provides vital support for children who rely on artificial nutrition at home. That's also the case for 82,000 adults, as well as 9,000 children. I lead a normal teenage life. I don't need help with my studies. I'm on the same level as the average student. I'm just a normal teenager with an invisible disability.
I'm in pain. I can't feel my right side. So I have to go up gently. The stairs are complicated. There's an elevator, but it's good to get some exercise. Joelle is a former head of HR. Now she works part-time with young people who suffer from psychiatric issues. She was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 10 years ago. At work, it's not that difficult, except I was given this chair and it was impossible for me to work with back pain. It's like having a permanent sciatica in my back, and it just wasn't feasible. So I needed an ergonomic chair, which was ordered very quickly. They've also designed a special schedule, which means I work every other day, and that allows me to rest. So I can go see a physiotherapist twice a week. What really counted were her professional skills. The disability question came up in the first interview, and we cleared up areas that could be complicated fairly quickly there and then. In the first interview, we were able to agree on how we were going to work together. Why did you disclose your disability? Because it's not contagious, because I'm not my illness, because it's much easier to be honest when you need to come up with arrangements later down the line. When you're ill, when you have an invisible disability, people immediately think, but she's in great shape. Yes, but some days I'm not in great shape. And rather than saying that, I'm sick, so I'm tired, well, at least they know. Joelle works with children between the ages of 6 and 21 who have learning disabilities or have been traumatized by adults. She helps them turn their suffering and weaknesses into tools they can use in everyday life. I have an appointment with you. Why do we have this appointment? Do you help me? Do you know what a psychologist is? It's someone you can talk to about your feelings about what's in your heart. You can tell them everything. It stays a secret. Invisible disabilities can be permanent, cyclical, they can vary in intensity. They are often misunderstood, minimized, or denied altogether. That means many people prefer to avoid talking about them, especially at work. Disability is the leading cause of discrimination in the workplace, ahead of race, sexual orientation, and physical appearance. The law bans discrimination based on the kind of disability. In this case, there really is a clear legal ban, which means the person is protected. But then in practice, it can be different. We get feedback from people who come to us because they're not being accommodated for and are experiencing discrimination or harassment. Mark has been attending Notre Dame de Dravet since the start of secondary school. Of the 384 students, around 20 have special needs. The arrangement for him is that he can leave class whenever he needs to. When jokes are made about me, I laugh because you can't take it all to heart. You have to be able to laugh about your disability too, even if it's not always nice. It helps me accept what I am, 
You have to talk about it, because you can't hide what you are. Even if you think what you are is horrible, as if you were a monster, it's not the right thing. For me, I'm Mark, I have a hidden disability, and it's fine like that. Welcoming students with disabilities challenges the way teachers work. In this secondary school, everyone has been made aware of the issue. In his first year here, his mum came to talk about his illness in great detail. There were no taboo questions. We found out what was going on behind the scenes for him. What could be worrying is the risk of us forgetting about it because he deals with it so well, so to speak. And so naturally that he blends in with the group and it's possible that in terms of reaction or expectations, we might forget that, well, no, he still has a whole part of his life that is devoted to care, to dealing with fatigue, maybe going to the hospital or things like that. France has nine million people with non-visible disabilities, hence the importance of talking about it from an early age, both at home and at school. These days, students will be confronted with invisible disabilities without even knowing it, and maybe they'll be sensitive to people who tell them about them later. We can see that students who are affected by this type of disability in their own families are already much more open to these issues. So I think the earlier they are made aware of this, the earlier they can develop empathy and respect for people who are struggling with illnesses that are not easy to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis in schools. 85% of disabilities are developed during the course of a person's life, so they potentially affect a lot of people. And yet France is lagging behind, at least according to this sociologist. Obstacles really end up invalidating people, in the sense that we don't need walls to block people out. Locking them up in their heads is the most powerful form of imprisonment. Obstacles include red tape and lack of access, but that's not all. People are also often faced with unfair situations or offhand inappropriate remarks. People at the checkout who don't give you priority, even though you have your card. It's exhausting. You're constantly, constantly having to justify yourself. It's tiring. We're asked to justify our pain. People don't see it. That's the problem. They don't see it, so sometimes if she grabs my arm because she's tired, then people think we're very much in love. All the better. <laughs> Experiencing a normal family life, living almost like everyone else does, it's a daily challenge. Mark wasn't destined to be able to eat, but very early on, his mother's instinct told her the opposite. It's nice to share a meal, to eat with friends. So it seemed important to me, and even for the pleasure of eating. And because I was able to develop his digestive system, we were able to reduce his infusion bag and the number of hours he needs to be on the drip. Talking about one's invisible disability means making the private and intimate public. 
If it isn't displayed openly, the risk is not being heard. To disclose or conceal, the patient will have to decide whether sharing can make life a little easier.